Hi, this is Arazu and Megan. And you're listening to the Dio Diaries. Arzu and I are pretty um, passionate about mental health and especially me, like not only mental health, but also physical health. And I think we've both done a pretty decent job of like not prioritizing like med school 24 seven. And that's what the type of culture that we're hoping to promote. Cause like, I don't know if you've heard of it, at least in the States, we call like some med students gunners. And those are the type that are just like, you know, study 24 seven, like, Oh, school and like that's what we're trying to um, kind of step away from because at the end of the day we're all human we need time to play we need time to um, just nurture our human mind and our human soul um, so that is the goal of our you know podcast and what the type of culture that we're trying to promote so just thought to kind of give you a little background with everything um, and with that I am going to introduce our lovely guest here. Um, So we don't have Arzu as she is traveling abroad. Um, So we figured it'd be easier if it's just me, Megan, um, interviewing our lovely guest, Gemma. And Gemma is a good friend of mine that I got to um, get to know uh, through training with Women Health Movement. And she is a medical student, a coach, a boss ass queen, and so much more, um, but I don't want to take any more time to from you guys to hear her beautiful voice. So with that, how are you doing, Gemma? I'm great. Thank you, Megan. How are you? Good, good. You know, just right. thriving. It's um, my summer, and I know this is your, like, one week off between two semesters, right? How does yeah, it feel to... Yeah, our last exams. Oh, yay. How Are you recovering? How does it feel? I had a few days of sleep, but now okay. I'm back. We're back on a yeah. roll. Yes. Well, um, yes, I can only imagine, like, you know, like, especially it's hard to take breaks once you're, like, on, I don't know, at least for me sometimes it would feel like I'm on a ham, like, hamster wheel type of thing, and you're just, like, going and going and going. So if you have time off, you're just like, like, what do I do? And it's almost hard and sad to say you don't know how to take breaks, but hopefully, I don't know, how does that feel for you? I definitely agree with that. Being a medical student, you feel like you're always on, you're always learning something new, there's always something new to do, that when you get given a break, you almost sit there and think, what do I do? What should I be learning? Should I be doing something else? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And once you get that spot to break, whether it's a weekend or some days off or time away or after you finish exams, take the break and embrace it and enjoy that time off. And I think a lot of us do get stuck in that hamster wheel of wanting to know more, wanting to do more, which is great because we're ambitious, we're type A. That's the type of people that medicine attracts. Mm -hmm. However, taking breaks is great for creativity, it's great for renewing yourself, and it's great for realigning yourself with where you want to be and where you want to keep going. So that's why I'm embracing it this week, just doing a hell of a lot of not much, going Mm -hmm. out with friends, um, doing some reading, doing the things that I enjoy, just looking after myself, which has been really nice. Yay, that's great. We got to recharge our battery and um, fill our own cup every now and then. Um, so Gemma, can you, I did a little bit of an introduction, but I would love for you to share a bit um, about yourself because um, as you guys can probably tell, she does not sound American. She is <laughs> from Australia and um, our curriculum is a little bit different, but um, I would just love for you to kind of, you know, elaborate a bit more on what you do because you're definitely a woman 
evolve like you don't just do med school so if you can elaborate a bit more on that for sure <laughs> yeah so i think i'll start with i'm Gemma, of course yeah. i'm 23 years old i am an australian medical student i'm currently studying at deakin university which is in geelong it's an hour out of melbourne which is a capital city in australia i also am a online fitness and nutrition coach and a recent bodybuilding competitor. I almost competed in a bodybuilding competition last year. However, the gut got cancelled due to COVID, but there is always time in the future for that. Yeah. I have a passion for all aspects of health. I love promoting health, nutrition, mindset, well-being. And I remember when I wanted to study medicine way back when, it was when I realised that I was interested in science, communication, public health, and as a doctor, you get to focus on all of those aspects. And I love that now I get to learn about what I'm interested in. I'll get to apply it to other people and I get to work on promoting good health and well-being. I get to explore science. I get to fulfill my brain with research and data. And I get to do all of those things in one, which has been amazing to realize. And now as a current job, I get to do that as well. So mm -hmm. I currently took up a role as a coach with Women's Health Movement, which was founded by Sherelle Grant. And we're a brand that provides premium coaching for women on nutrition, training, wellness, and education through sustainable habit building, mindset development, and overall personal growth. So that is me. I love it. So well put. Beautiful. Um, so Gemma, you are working in medical school, right? And I feel like that is not um, something super common, at least like I know for me and my classmates, um, that is like like respect. I don't think I could personally like do that. So I would love to hear what are some ways that, you know, you stay organized and kind of on top of it. Cause um, I feel like for anyone to do something like that with the rigor of, of uh, medical education, you have to like, to a certain extent, um, really know how to manage your time. So what are some ways that you go about it? I am the Google calendar queen. <laughs> Let's I just love say, it. Same. I, I'm obsessed with organization and time and time structure and planning and knowing that when I have a task to do, I'm going to do it and get it done. Because if you've ever heard of the time filling effect, it's such a massive thing. If you give yourself four hours to do a task, it's going to take four hours. If you give yourself 10 minutes, it will probably take 10 minutes. And I found that with me, if I give myself too much time to do things, I'm going to sit there and fill up that time. So when I think about that, I think about the most effective ways I can study in medicine, how I can learn best using all sorts of different learning aspects, bring that in. And then with work on the side, I kind of just tap it in, pop it in, in those breaks. And then that fills my cup back up because I love what I'm doing. So I get to do the best of both and just manage my time along the way. Love it. So Google calendar and time filling effect. Where did you, was that something that like you kind of looked up on your own or like from reading that you picked yeah, up? Yeah, I've just through reading, I can't remember the exact name of the study that I read about it or like the actual effect, but pretty much the premise of it is that when you allocate time to do a task, it will generally fill that time to do the task. So if you currently are procrastinating doing a project, for example, yeah. and you know it's due in two weeks, it's going to take you the two weeks to do the task. However, yeah. if you say to yourself, okay, I've got three hours, I'm blocking it out, I'm not doing anything else but that task, and I have to get it done, that's when you'll get it done. Why do you think we finish assignments the night before? Yes. Yeah, no, I used to be a professional. I feel like I still am a procrastinator, you know, with certain tasks that I don't like to do. But if it's like a, um, like especially a group project, that's one thing that 
I feel like group projects can be like a you either love it or hate it. But one of the things I love about group projects, for whatever reason, I would never procrastinate with those things. And I'm just like, we okay, have to stay on top of it. Um, but no, 100%. I definitely have been there <laughs> where I procrastinated. And I do too use Google Calendar. I call it my personal assistant. Like literally when people are like, oh, hey, can we do this? Or like at what time, like for this meeting, I'm like, let me refer to my calendar. I'll get back to you because yes, she has saved my life. Um, okay, so another question that I had, have you, you know, noticed like any, um, I guess resistance, especially initially when you started medical school with like studying for long periods of time, right? Because yes, we, let's say we get down to time management, we know how to manage our time, but like studying for like, let's say three hours, three hour block that could be somewhat challenging for some people or like kind of keep your focus. Do you, um, you know, study for the whole three hour block? Do you set a timer to kind of 25 minute on five minute break that Pomodoro technique? Like how do you, how do you study? I've kind of been thinking about this lately and it's something that I'm still challenging myself on. I think it's good to always evolve and try different things. But when I started medical school, I was really good at just doing massive blocks of study and sitting down for three hours, doing my thing, getting it done, studying it. But now I like to do things a little differently and I really enjoy doing space repetition or communicating a topic with other people or trying to pick active learning techniques. And yes, those things take time and they feel more difficult at first, but they actually allow me to do less. So mm, okay. I think allocating myself time to do active recall throughout the day um, here and there rather than thinking, okay, in this big three hour block, I'm going to sit here and read a chunk of text has worked really well for me. Mm -hmm. If that kind of answers the question, I know it's a bit of a no, tangent. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I yeah. love it. I love tangents. So, and you pointed something really important and that's active recall. And for me, like that wasn't something until like medical school that I realized, okay, you need to, like if learning isn't somewhat challenging and by challenging what I mean, it's like you have to work to remember, like being able to kind of close a book and recall the topic that you're trying to think of and kind of like writing down or explaining it out loud. Um, and that wasn't something until like med school that it truly hit. And I was like, this is like the real learning for me. This is how I can actually like remember stuff and recall stuff. Um, it's through that process. So you, you know, you talked about how you um, don't just sit there and read a page. You talk to your partners like what, which method have you found that collectively to be like the best type of learning for you? Or is it like one thing that you're like, OK, I have to have this like for me personally, it's Anki like. Without Anki, and okay, I know Anki is great. We love Anki, but understanding the topic, not just kind of rogue memorization, just like clicking the space button and I'm like, okay, I'm getting this, but like truly understanding it and then like, you know, next step being Anki. Um, so that's one thing for me. Do you have something like that in your study strategies or in your study technique that you're like, have to do that? Anki is a big one for me too. Okay. I love it. I think Anki is great and it really helps with that space repetition of exact answers to topics so for something like anatomy or pharmacology where you just need to know the answer it's great however mm -hmm. you do need to make sure that you understand the topic first and i have yes. fallen into that trap with immunology i was really good at naming the cells and the concepts and all these things however i didn't go back and revise the whole concept in truth until i got to exam study and i was like hang on i know all the bits but i don't know how they all connect so mm. that's something i will be taking into this semester is sitting down and actually understanding the topic first before i go into anki so that's yeah. my study technique that i'm going to try this semester love that no that's really important something that i was reading um 
about like you know it's kind of sad that we never at least in states i don't know we've never had like a legitimate course on how to study but um i watched this course with uh ali abdal and he is in xmd and now he's a youtuber and like love what he's doing super happy for him Me but too. he has this right okay awesome then you know him um he has this course on skillshare about how to study and i don't know i've just found it like super amazing but one thing that i noticed i very much so neglected this past year was study or practice questions and i would just um also i wasn't the best at keeping up with my onki reviews like you're supposed to do it every day and sometimes i would just slack off and never got to truly like finish the whole review and i think that was why because i was running out of time i was like oh, i don't want to have time for practice questions but one thing that i learned from that course was that practice questions is when you know what you were talking about, like kind of connecting the dots, because you truly have to take everything out of context. And like you have a medical, like the question vignette is just so many noise, so much fluff that you have to like be able to filter through and truly connect things. Um, so yeah, I think like you pointed something really great, you know, for you, it's understanding it. And I think a great way about that is like doing more practice questions. Because um, yeah, it's, Kind of puts everything together and you really can test your knowledge to see how much you understand um and what's really great about what we do at uni is that we work case by case each week so part of our concept of learning is called pbl problem-based learning so mm -hmm. at the start of the week we get presented a case based off all the information that we're currently learning about during the week whether that's um because i just finished my immunology block we might have had a patient come in who had um trying to think of one now who came in he was pale he had a history of poor diet. He had a history of um, getting susceptible to disease, wasn't looking after himself. And he came in, he was pale, he was tired, he was fatigued. And instantly I was like, hmm, iron deficiency anemia. So then we had to go through and discuss the pathology of it. We had to talk about all the different anemias, talk about what was happening, what how that could affect the patient, the treatment, all sorts of things came into that. And I love that we do that each week because it brings back all the things that we're learning about that at the moment feel like, hang on, why am I learning this? What does this actually matter? All the nitty gritty details. Mm -hmm. But then once you think about it in terms of a patient, it all adds up and it comes back again. And it's really exciting to see by the end of the week, you put a whole mechanism together of how this patient has presented and why they've presented and then it all makes sense. Yeah. Love that. No, that's um, that's a great way to go about it. We do something similar or we did something similar this past year because I haven't been back for like a month. So I'm like, wait, hold on. What do we do? Yeah, we, we did something like that, too, where um, especially with physiology, I feel like because physiology is like a true understanding and like the human body is a system and it's like it's very much so interconnected that like, let's say we were done with like respiratory or like we're done. We were like in the renal section and we would get questions that were connected to cardiovascular because cardiovascular and renal system are very much so interconnected so no that that's definitely a great way to go about it because you really have to like dig in and like remember um all the other things that you learned previously okay um so we're going to change um or shift gears a little bit and um kind of talk about how you maintain your sanity in medical school right uh it's a lot and um, hopefully you haven't had to pull any all-nighters yet, but <laughs> I'd love um, to hear more about how you, you know, maintain yourself <laughs> in medical school. What are some of the fun things that you do? Um, how do you find balance? Um, was there a period of time that you, you know, lost balance and you learned something from that time? So feel free, um, tell us all about yeah. it. 
I think my first semester of medical school taught me a lot about balance and finding little pockets in each day to really enjoy what I was doing and not pushing myself to the point of absolute burnout because we all go through it. I think we're type A's, we really want to work the best we can. And for me, it was realising that I can't be everything all the time. And that was like a big wake up call for me. And I just said to myself, hang on, I'm not living my life. I need to do that. So I've really put in a lot of measures in place now and I have some non-negotiables that I stick to and they help me. So first one, of course, is lifting weights. I am a bodybuilding gal. I love it. I am always at the gym. Um, We know the power of movement and we know that exercise is such an important thing for living healthier, happier lives. You know, it helps with mood, helps with digestion, helps with motivation, um, helps with the impact of stress. So I always think about it in that term. And then I also think about it long term that if I'm going and exercising and lifting weights, I'm looking after my health, which is going to help me in the long term help other people with their health too. So exercise, hands down, my biggest Mm non-negotiable. I probably also consider eating well part of that as well. So um, I love nutrition. I think if I wasn't studying medicine, I probably would have gone down the nutrition or dietetics pathway. And I have a massive fascination with it. Like I love promoting healthy eating, picking recipes that I enjoy, and even cooking for me is something that's enjoyable. So I kind of bring that in and pick in, okay, well, I love healthy eating. I love living that healthy lifestyle and I love cooking as a form of enjoyment. So that's kind of my downtime as well is with cooking. So that's probably my second one. Mm-hmm. Um, third one, obviously, is sleep. I think we've all learned that all-nighters do not help and there's no point staying up late to try and get things done. I'm a big promoter of a morning and a night routine. You know, I've got my aura ring. I'm always looking at ways to assess that data, look at how I'm recovering and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So sleep is a big one for me, non-negotiable. Turn everything off by 9.30 p.m. and I'm not studying any time after that. That's just always been my non-negotiable. So you will never see me up late trying to get something done. It's not happening. And if I don't get it done, oh, well. I love um, that. Yeah. yeah. So... That's probably one, two, three, four. I think also like just connection and spending time with people. I think Mm -hmm. sitting down with friends or studying with friends and finding pockets in your week where you can just sit down and connect with other people is really important because you can get in that loop of just, I need to study, I need to study, I need to study. It's only when you pull yourself out of it that you see where where life Mm -hmm. is. So, yeah, it's really important to pull yourself out and go and connect with other people sometimes. I love that. I love that you touched on some very important things, but also I think like basic human needs. Like I think sleep is like, it's so funny how we're studying medicine, yet so many medical students are sleep deprived, right? I feel like that's one of the first things like we're learning. We understand like, like what is REM cycle, like how the basic or the average hours of sleep an adult needs, the importance of sleep for memory retention, for better performance, for like literally just functioning better as a human, yet we um, sacrifice it a lot. And I think by one thing that you pointed out was that you're in, you know, you don't study past 930 and that very much so highlights that you're very good at establishing boundaries with yourself. And that is something that I know I personally um, struggled with one that boundaries kind of being like okay past a certain hour I'm not going to study or I need to like be up at this time and be consistent with it but also kind of this is like a super tangent but like boundaries with other people because I'm a people pleaser and it was so hard for me to say no and just kind of understand that like okay I can't be there all the time for everyone because I'm a medical student and I have responsibilities to myself and I need to be there for myself first and then other people um so no I love that you pointed that out because I think like boundaries is something that um 
that was like the biggest thing for me, like this past year that I really had to learn and be like, okay, like both in life and professional and in my personal life, I needed to learn how to establish better boundaries and um, feeling your body. That's another important and beautiful thing that you shared, because I think when people get so tired, right? Like it's, you always want to reach for the easiest option first, right? It's so easy. Like here, I feel like I don't know if I were to eat junk food, I would go to Chick-fil-A. So Chick-fil-A is pretty good. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or seen like awesome stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been okay. Chick-fil-A my time in the States and I loved um, it too. Really great. Okay. I would say, yeah, like I wouldn't go to McDonald's, but I would, I would dabble in Chick-fil-A, but it's because it's so easy. Like, you know, you're tired. You don't want to do, I don't know, after a long study day, whatever, or like doing your clinicals at the hospital, you just want like the easiest option. But that's when kind of planning ahead, meal prepping and um, seeing what works for you. Is it like kind of cooking your meals like twice a week, once a week, how you can go about that to kind of stay organized and um, feel your body the best way because that's energy is, of course, like, you know, treat your body like a temple. I don't know. I think that's like one of my life mottos. And I'm like, I definitely notice when the times that I eat healthier, um, and healthier for me, it's more so whole foods. Um, I definitely feel better and more energized. So, me too. Whole foods always. Whole foods, whole yes. food. I think there's always yes! a time for soul food. I love that. I think there's a time to go out and enjoy yourself. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, if I'm going to go out and enjoy those foods, I want it to be with other people or I want it to be something that's actually filling a need. So, do I feel that need for chocolate some days? Yes. But I'm going to be fulfilling that need and then moving on and going back to the whole foods that always serve me and focusing on those big rocks. So thinking about getting my adequate protein in, thinking about eating my fruits and veg, thinking about picking things that serve me, don't give me digestive issues, that kind of big rock system. And then everything else just kind of slips in along the way. I love that. No, 100%. Like sometimes you do need to like, it's it's all about balance. Like, you know, if you're like truly craving that piece of chocolate, go for it, have it. But like you said, have those like, foundational uh piece or groups of food like you know your protein fruits and vegetable first and then kind of treat yourself every now and then nothing's wrong with that um okay awesome and um i guess for our last question uh what would you or what would be one advice that would that you would like to share with our listeners i think i was thinking about this when you asked me this question and it's a It's a tough one because there's so many pieces of advice that I could give medical students or people advocating for medicine or people going into medicine or even just students in general. Um, But I actually just wanted to take a quote from a book that I've read and I think most people would know it is 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. And one of those rules is treat yourself like someone you're worth helping. I always stick to that quote and I remind myself that I am worth helping and I am worth looking after. So if you ever get stuck in a rut or you're thinking I'm not enough, I'm not doing enough, I'm not working hard enough, I haven't learned this, I should be better, I should be doing this, I pull back and I say, okay, am I treating myself like someone worth helping? No. Would I talk to anyone else like this? No. So that's when I pull myself out of that rut and go, okay, this is what I need to do and I need to pull myself out and help myself. So yeah, that would be my one biggest piece of advice. I love it. That was so beautiful. Yes, self-talk is so important and I'm all for it. Um, Thank you, Gemma, so much for being here with me and um, sharing your knowledge and wisdom with the DO Diaries. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah.